Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a Rick Flair. Swain event, swainevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top lunch barbecue restaurant in America. I am your host, Jason Swain, Ben McKee. Oh, I hear Ben now. We're good to go. <laughs> you hear me or the baby? No, I hear you. I hear you. We're good to go. So I apologize for that. Technology, it'll be weird sometimes. So we got Ben. <laughs> Just had to set, change a little setting there. But good evening, everyone. Thank you for, for tuning in. We got a lot to get to because there's some, some rule changes that have dropped right before the start of college football season that is going to affect the University of Tennessee, Ben. I think Tennessee fans should be very, very happy about these about these rule changes because we saw last year how it affected Tennessee, especially against against Ole Miss. I'm not here to sit here and say that Tennessee is is, is 100% innocent of you know playing the game, but I am saying what Ole Miss did was was way out of bounds and something needed to be needed to be done. So, Ben. Are you pretty satisfied with the tweak is what is called here on BleacherReport.com, the tweak that is going to take place, meaning schools and conferences can report the potential faking of injuries to the national coordinator of officials, officials which could lead to to penalties for the school involved. Ben, you, you, you good with this? Yes, uh, I, I think I am. Uh, something is is better than nothing. That, that's the way I see it. You and I talked about this last week on Josh and Swain, how frustrating it was uh, that nothing had been done yet. But we also recognize that, that it's a pretty difficult decision to make as well. I, I don't think it's black or white or cut and dry as some people uh, believe it to be Uh, but just off the cuff I I like it my initial thought was who cares if you're gonna report it to somebody what's the punishment gonna be because I I don't want somebody to to fake an injury in in the second quarter or or heck the fourth quarter of the Pittsburgh game on the road and and that be the reason the offense gets out of rhythm and, and, and that costs Tennessee the game. So I, I like that they put in that uh, it, it could potentially lead if the correct people, if, if the rules committee or whoever's in charge, if, if they find uh, that, that it was a, a fake injury, then that player could be suspended. Uh, so theoretically, I, I don't know why a coach would, would risk uh, having a player suspended, uh, especially a starter, or a player within your too deep, maybe a coach really tries to get sneaky and throws in a walk-on just, just for the sake of – like like if it's crunch time and the game's on the line, why not throw a walk, walk-on in the game and, and have him fake something? Who cares if the walk-on's suspended? Um, but I, even that, I, I mean, I, I think that would be a, a rare occurrence. So uh, I like it because if I were a coach, then this would um, – this would lead me to, to make sure that I, I make sure my players are not faking injuries because I don't want them suspended in the future. Yeah, man, this is, this is, this is more valuable. This could potentially stop or limit fake injuries more than in-game penalties, right? Because it's harder, I think, to catch with the naked eye. So we had this conversation, right, last, last week when you was filling in for Josh and, a lot of people calling in, a lot of people on the text box making it seem like, oh, it's just, it's easy to see. It's easy to see. It's easy to see. You just, no, for the referees, like, you don't see everything on the sidelines. You don't see hand signals and coaches on the sideline telling coaches to go down, telling players to go down. You don't see all those things. We see it because we see the whole entire field and the sideline. But referees can't determine like we can some of the borderline fake injuries. The obvious ones are obvious, but you can't tell. 
there's it takes for us to point out that we do some of it. <laughs> and, you know, some of our fans don't even see it and recognize it because it's not as obvious as you think it is. It really not. But you go back to the tape and you review it. Oh, man. Now you can really see it. Now, you may not hurt that offense using Tennessee as an example. You may not hurt. It may not help us, excuse me, in that moment during the game. So, like, if 10 injuries occur with the opposing defense and it slows us down 10 separate times, well, we may not benefit from the referee spotting fake injuries in the moment, but please believe that school is going to get hit with some type of penalty. Now, my question yes, then is, what, like, how severe will the penalty be? Because if it's severe enough, then we may see less of it during our game. Yes, and I do need to correct pretty much everything I was discussing because I got my bullet points mixed up uh, in this Bleacher Report Bleacher Report article that you referenced. I, I was looking at the, uh, the first bullet point of ejection uh, for targeting and that it might not result in being suspended for the first half of the next game depending on the results of an appeal so uh if if somebody is caught faking an injury uh it it i guess it, it could result in a suspension um because it, it did say uh, it could lead to penalties for the school involved uh, but it, it's not matter of fact that somebody would be suspended as i was discussing so uh i to, to revise my answer to your initial question am i pleased with this uh, I, I would say that I'd like to hear what the, the potential penalties are because if if the penalties are, are not harsh enough and dissuading uh, schools from faking injury, then what's the point of, of tweaking the rules? So um, I, I like that something is trying to be done uh, about the fake injuries because something needs to be done uh, about players faking injuries. Uh, but I, I would like to, to know what the penalties for the school involved could be because if it's a little slap on the wrist or a, a fine of sorts, then then teams are going to continue to fake injuries. But if the punishment is something like a player being suspended for the first half of the next game or a quarter of the next game or, or whatever, then then good on the the rules committee for putting a rule in place. So I, I'd like to know what the penalties um, will be before I, I have a, a final answer on what I think about this rule tweak. Right, Ben. Y'all should have saw Ben. Ben put on his glasses. Then he was like, oh, hold on now. Uh, now I see what they're really trying to say. Let me put on my glasses. And Ben put them glasses on. The picture got real clear, which is the whole purpose mm-hmm. of glasses, right, Ben? Yes, that, that is exactly right. <laughs> now, I, I like uh, – I, I more so like what they're doing with the targeting penalty. Uh, I mentioned it that yes. uh, if, a, if a player is e- – is ejected for targeting in the second half of a game, then they may not be suspended for the first half of the next game. It just depends on the results of an appeal. I I really like that because not every targeting that is not intentional should not result in a suspension for the next game. in, In my opinion, it's football. You're hitting one another. You're going to accidentally have head to head contact yep. <laughs> often yep. it's just the nature of the game uh, unfortunately uh, and in this article i i like what it says that it should be something similar to soccer to where you have a yellow card and a red card if, if you get two quote yellow cards for targeting then okay if, if you get called for targeting twice maybe three times then okay maybe you should be suspended mm-hmm. uh, for the next half of the next game but uh in incidental targeting in the third quarter should not result in you being suspended for the first half of the next game. I agree. I agree. Let's go to the phones. 865-255-03. Yeah, I could, I, I have two sets of uh, phone numbers memorized. That's, that's pretty good. I didn't mess it up. 865-255-03. Let's get to the phones. Uh, good evening. Hey guys, I missed you. Turkey man. Good morning. Nope. Good evening. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Yeah, it is good morning, ain't it? It's good morning somewhere. Hey, I, yeah, somewhere. Absolutely. Well, you think that, uh, that uh, new rule on the targeting, uh, targeting and the the uh, fake injuries, 
Uh, do you think it'll really, in, in the long run, it'll really make a big difference? I think it will. I think it will. I mean, I, I, I think why even come up with a rule if the penalty is going to be weak? So I, it's just hard for me to believe that the people that's going forward with making this a tweak of the rule book, I doubt they're stupid enough to be like, hey, you know what, we're going to tweak this rule, but here's a five-yard penalty. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, we're going we're gonna to give you a five-yard penalty the next time you, you play your game. We're going to either push you back on a kickoff return or push you uh, – Push, push you, push you back on the kickoff like that. I just think that's a little soft. I think it's, it has to be something that's going to deter people from really, really going through with fake injuries because it's just not, it's just not good for the game. Like it's, it's, it's no different than flopping in in basketball. They had to get that out of the, of the game because it was just bad. It, it's bad for the game, so you got to get it out of there. Uh, it's bad for the integrity of the game. That's why I think in the long run circuit, man, it's going to be beneficial. And thank goodness we got a tweak with the targeting because Ben nailed it. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's a, it's incidental. Sometimes you head hunting and you can kind of tell who's head hunting and who's not. But for the most part, these are incidental hits to the head where the offense player lowers the head and the defense player is simply just trying to make a tackle. And they just so happen to bump heads. That doesn't mean that that player should be out for the second half and the first half of the next game. Like that's crazy. The first half of the next game, that's just silly to me. So glad that they I don't, are. I don't even that. think they should be ejected for the rest of the game. Uh, unless huh? again, like I mentioned, if it's like soccer and you get a second yellow card or if it's your second uh, targeting or your third targeting of the game, then okay. You, but what if you it's probably egregious, should though? be like, what if it's, if, no, yeah, 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 yeah. If it's a, yeah. I'm saying like, like I, I think when when the incidental, I think of Jalen Reeves, Reeves Maben on the punt return against Appy State in mm-hmm. 2016. Like he should not, yes, a 15 yard penalty should have been assessed, but he should not be kicked out for the rest of the game. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree with you. I don't like agreeing with you. I I was concerned that you was going to be in high school tonight. No, I'm not doing high school this this year, Turkey Band. I need- well, let me tell you a target. Let me tell you a, a penalty situation happened back in high school, real quick. Back in when you, when you was in high school, sorry, man. Well, yeah, a little few years after <laughs> I graduated. It was early. It was uh, it was uh, after I graduated. Okay. But, uh, I knew the I knew the old boy. Okay. Uh, he was uh, he was the center on the on the team, and uh, he uh, worked on dairy farm. His dad was a dairy dairy farmer. And a calf kicked his okay. eye out when he was younger. So he had a fall. He had a false eye. Went down the rain. He, he had a fake eye. So he had a, he had a fake eye. Okay. He had a fake eye. Okay. See this and going. So, yeah, yeah. So he he gets. Uh, we get those timeouts. We need timeout. Well. He took out and and set it on the ground, looking up. Then he went, you know, everybody looking for the for the uh, contact lens. They're looking for his fake eye. Was a ump. Everybody didn't realize that, you know, he was looking for his eye. He held his eye down because he he says he's knocked his eye out because that freaked the ref. And all of a sudden he looks down and that fake eye is looking up out of the mud. He's over oh, there. It is. He picked it up, brushes it off, and popped it back. Turkey man. Again, the ref, ref just passed out. The ref passed out. That's what that story is. He just just passed was out. Was it a hit that, that caused the eye to come out? No, no, uh, no. He just popped just out. He just got out. tired of being in the head. Just say, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm out of here, and just it just yeah, flopped it was, on the on the ground. Yeah, yeah. He was center, and so he just set it up up there, you know, where it wasn't going to stomp because he didn't want his stomp. So he set it up right there where he's going to be able to find it, protect it. And uh, he's looking for his fake eye. Oh, so we need to time out. Oh, so that's probably the best, that's the best time out uh, scenario I know of. Oh, Turkey Man. Turkey Man, thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Turkey Man, imagine, and thank you, Turkey Man, for the phone call. Thank you for sharing that, man. Imagine, Ben, if, if Turkey Man lived in a time where there were smartphones and video phones. 
and someone's eye popped out on the ground during during the game, and the ref saw it, and the eye looked up at the ref, and the ref looked down the eye and just passed out. <laughs> now, to, to be fair, I probably would have passed out in in that instance as well. <laughs> hey man, like imagine imagine if we have smartphones. All right, I'm going back to the phones. Uh, good evening. Who, who do we have with us? Who we got? Who we got? Hello, hello. Who we got? Oh, there we go. Can you hear? Can you hear us now? Yeah, I'd hear you fine. Oh, there can we you go. hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you, Volstorm. No one yeah, ever said to you before. Now, now I wish my ear would fall off. <laughs> what the hey? What the hell have I turned on? Uh, Turkey man, talking about eyeballs falling out and uh, players, you know, eye socket and being on the ground and the referee looking down and a ref passing out. That's what he's talking about. Do you get football a 15-yard penalty for your eye falling out? Uh, something needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> something needs to happen. You can't, just, you can't just be holding up the whole game and then you pop your eye back in and then I like everything's cool. No, 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 no. You got to go to the sideline, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> sir. Go, go to the sideline. Go fix that. You're you going to have to sit out the rest of the series for that one. <laughs> At least the rest of the series, man. Get your eyeball taken care of, man. Oh, I want, hey, I wonder if he goes on the over to the sideline, you know, like put the contact back in. They just give him another eye. <laughs> oh man, hey, I tell you one thing: if it's the right eye and he's the right you know, tackle, and he gives up a sack, I mean, he really has a good excuse. Coach, I didn't see him. I didn't see him, coach. Coach, I literally didn't see. Him. <laughs> I did not see him, coach. I didn't have my eyeball in. Oh God! So what? Uh, so what are the new rule changes? Little tweak, little tweak, little tweaky tweak. Like what? A little tweaky tweak. Um, the schools and conferences can report potential faking of injuries, and it could lead to penalties for the schools or school involved. So, like Ole Miss, they would have got some phone calls the next day. Oh, so nothing will happen. Not during the game, but like. After the game, moving forward, like that, they can get penalties after reviewing the film. Yeah, so depending upon the school, nothing will happen. Uh, precisely. If it's Alabama, nothing will happen. But they don't do. They, <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking the same thing. I mean, they don't. They don't fake injuries though. Oh, they don't have to. It, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder how many calls they're go- that uh, they're going to get about Lake Kiffin this season. Hey, we'll, we'll see if they play a team that uh, is up tempo. I don't know if they have anybody like that on their schedule. Mm, I don't Except know. maybe Mike Leach, but he, yeah. he's not really that fast. No, he's just he just likes to pass it every single play, but. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see if someone actually is going to fake injuries and make it obvious. I, I want to see what happens. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we will hear about it because we'll have teams trying to do it to us. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh Heifel will be making a phone call every week. If I'm Josh Heifel, I'm getting somebody during the game to make the phone call. <laughs> I'm, if I'm Josh Heifel, I'm pulling my cell phone out. Like Joe Horn did when he was with the Saints and he scored a touchdown. <laughs> you remember that ball store? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling it out my back pocket. I'm calling right <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> I, I can imagine leaving a voicemail going, I know you there, pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I will leave a message during the game. Hi, it's Josh. I just, I just want to leave a message. They out here faking these injuries. Well, Hell, you know why he would have to leave a message, right? Why, why, why is that? Greg Sankey, too busy flying back and forth from the Alabama and Georgia games. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if I'm Greg Sankey, I'll be flying back to the Alabama and Georgia games too. They, hey, they give me some championships. I got to treat them real good. <laughs> I can't wait to see get into that, to that category, get that VIP treatment. Oh, my gosh. Hey, <sighs> speaking of games, why in – why does your hero Chris Doring say that Kentucky's gonna go eleven and one? 
I hate you, man. Why? Why do? Why do you have a good memory? Okay. Why do you have? Because I, I listened to the show today. Oh man, I used to. I used to love Mr. Chris Dorn, man. He made me want to play for the Gators. Play, play receiver for the Gators. But I don't know yeah. what. I don't know what he on right now. And I, don't I like know what Mr. Chris you were Dorn. on. Hey, he was a baller. Yeah. Why would what you not want on? to be really a good a good player like another good player? But I don't know what yeah. Chris Dorn was. I don't know what he's doing right now. And I like him a lot. I've been on the show a couple of times. Uh, I, I better be nice if I'm gonna try to ask him to be on mine. But still, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what that's going. On. I don't know what's going on. I was referring one. to the Florida part. Oh yeah, I mean they were good. Yeah, they was good, man. Kentucky has a soft schedule this year, but they're not winning ten games. Eleven. He, oh, yeah, Chris that, Dorsey, right. 11 now, and 1, and the L is coming against Tennessee. Which, I mean, I mean, I could, see that. could you envision a more Mark Stoops esque season at Kentucky, breaking program records and losing to Tennessee, baby? I mean, it does sound. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like Mark Stoops. It does sound Here, the last, here's the thing, though. couple of here's years. I know they got a soft schedule, and they're that playing cost. both of Mississippi. They're playing both the Mississippi schools this year, but I could see him having a hard time with Kiffin. The 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 schedule is is Charmin soft. I mean, yeah. When when Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are are well, debatably uh, the the second, arguably the the second toughest uh, team you play on on your schedule. I, I think your schedule is is soft as. That's charming. They play Miami of Ohio at Florida, yep. Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, at Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State, at Tennessee, at Missouri, versus Vanderbilt, versus Georgia, versus Louisville. The the at Tennessee and at Ole Miss are your second and third toughest games on the schedule. And to me, that doesn't speak very highly of your schedule. I mean, I, listen, I'm not throwing any shade towards Kentucky too much here. I'm jealous. Like, can we get a schedule like this? Oh, we ain't never going to like that. Yeah, and I, and look, I, I don't say that to say that Kentucky's going to be a bad football team. Those who subscribe to VolQuest know that I'm pretty high on Kentucky going into this season. I, I think they're going to have a good football team. But when I when I think of 10-win and 11-win football teams, I, I think of the recent LSU and Georgia mm-hmm. and Alabama-level teams. I, I, I don't think of last year's 10-win Kentucky team that benefited from barely beating UT Chattanooga at home and, and beating Louisiana Monroe in the opener. Like that they're, they're gonna be a, a good football team. That that game against Kentucky for Tennessee is going to be tough, but they're not gonna be in a an eleven win team, ten win team because they're just so dominant that if, if they were to get the ten or eleven wins, which isn't crazy, it's because their schedule is so, so soft. Yeah, it's it is soft. Softer than Knox's I, diaper for sure. Hey, hey, Ben. That's since you've all. done the breakdown, what do you what do you think of Will Levis? I don't think he's a first round pick. <laughs> no, I, I, I now I I do see why the NFL is, is higher than him on him than than college football fans. College football fans forget that the NFL views it through a different prism. They, they're they're viewing it off of. Uh, the the tools that could blossom in to to different things at the NFL level, and he has a, a rocket of an arm, and he's mobile. And and if you're an NFL team and you're thinking that you can work with with a quarterback, I mean, those are two of the top traits that that are going to come to mind. And um, he, he was only a part time quarterback at at Penn State, uh, and then he became one of the most effective passers uh, in the country last year, completing 66% of his passes. So I, I somewhat get the first-round buzz just because he does have a big arm uh, and, and he's mobile. But in terms of what he is now, he's not a first-round quarterback. He's not going to go out there and have a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud type of season. Um, but I think he's good. I, I think he'll be a handful to deal with. He's talented for sure. Yeah. Right, Guys, bro, before bro. I go, um, hey, Swain, I know what your stance is on booing players. What's your stance on booing uh, co-hosts? I'm not talking about Ben. See you, bud! No, that ain't nice. That ain't nice. You know my stance on, on, on booing players. I didn't know Charlie Burris was, was on the show this week. Ooh. Why I'm like, just kidding, Charlie. Why I like making, You're the first one that came to mind. Why I like making, making things uncomfortable? 
Foss felt so awkward. He's just awkward. He's just an awkward guy. He's used to making other folks feel awkward. Just, just awkward, man. Oh, boy. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Just awkward, man. Just awkward. Can, can we talk about Florida when, when we come back yeah, from let's break? Yeah, uh, so, so I can uh, diss Florida uh, since I'm sure somebody is, is texting in on the text box or somebody's on hold or somebody's already starting a thread on Quest about Big Blue Ben. Like I, I, pr- I propped up Kentucky a little bit, although I think I actually diminished what, what they could potentially do this season. Somebody's going to take that in and run with it. So I, I, need to, I need to come back and I need to throw Florida under the bus. Listen, man, Kentucky is a good football team. They'll be good this year. Two things can be true at the same time, and they still lose to Tennessee. So, the Mark Stoops way, historic seasons with yeah. losses to Tennessee. I can see it, man. I can see it happening. Hundred percent. All right, we'll take a uh, quick timeout. Stay with us. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center, or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low-T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say! Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. see Vavis Jones out there. I know y'all see him. I know y'all see him. I mean, I, I, I haven't even... I didn't even see it live. To be honest. Shame. What a shame. What a what a fake Bears fan. I mean, I, I've sat here, I've watched every single minute of the first five and a half quarters of Bears preseason football. And I bet you haven't watched a single minute. You're a bandwagon just like you are with your Bulls. I watched I watch the game up until it was time to do the show. I don't have it on in here. Because then I wouldn't do be you band- remember that it was Thursday? Yeah. I'm over, I'm over here like watching the Bears game and oh, it's Thursday. And um, I, I saw I saw Bears go down there and his away on third down, throwing it behind line of scrimmage, kicking a field goal. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Santos hit a field goal. I saw a, also, I saw, I saw a first drive where Justin Fields was hurried literally on every passing play. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, not, that was not pretty. I, I like Justin Fields and, and think he can be pretty good. But, man, the Bears need to fix their offensive line. Speaking of Bayless, he just caught a nice little wide receiver screen. And uh, got busy, Dang. made a guy miss. Got up, got up field seven eight yards. There ain't no surprise there. I saw, and I did see the opening kickoff with the fumble too. So, I, yeah, I got nervous for him there for a I second. I did too. Man. Taylor out here playing too, popping folks. Because you know, Bears fans, they they've been just like 
pretty much most of the time fans don't get on board with some of the, the draft picks. So with the first offensive pick of the whole entire draft in the third round, because we traded all these picks away, Bayless was the first pick of the draft. And so the first offensive pick. So he has to, you know, answer, answer the critics. He's an older rookie, but I think he's going to do that. I ain't worried about that at all. He's going to do his thing. Well, I know he's going to do his thing because one of the, the first talking points for Lewis Riddick uh, on, on the broadcast was about Bayless Jones impressing the coaches during training camp. And you, you know where Lewis Riddick got that from? It wasn't from his own eyeballs watching practice. That that may have helped, but I guarantee you the coaches were, were talking up Bayless to Lewis, and, and that is why Bayless was one of the first talking points on the broadcast tonight. Hundred percent. That's where the announcers get the information. Hey, man, man, you, you, you catching on to this media stuff? Maybe I'll have a career in it. Maybe, 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 maybe. Now right, let me check out this awesome text box. What's going on, man? We um, we we two weeks away. Two weeks from at this very moment, we're gonna be what? Half like time. in the, yeah, like halftime. Yes, and can't wait to be at at halftime instead of sitting here looking at your face. Hey, man. I'll I'll be honest with you, Swain. I I know I'm in the minority uh, because it impacts me differently uh, because I don't have a normal job and a a normal work schedule. Mm -hmm. But I love that Tennessee is playing on a Thursday night because I I can sit sit around all day on Saturday and Sunday and watch football. You're selfish. I am selfish. Think, I, I am very selfish. You're not thinking about the people that got to get up the next morning, take their kids to school, go to work. This is going to be different for them. They can't really, they can't really go all out at the game like they really want to. Some of them can't even go to the game because it's on Thursdays. And here you are bragging, rubbing it in. Well, I'm well. I'm more so saying that I'm I'm glad I can watch the rest of college football during the weekend because typically I don't get to watch college football because I'm covering. Tennessee, and you miss over half the day of, of college football. So I, I, I love watching college football, so I get to watch more of it when Tennessee plays on Thursday. Now, if Tennessee was playing a legitimate opponent, then then I would not have that same opinion. Um, Tennessee should never play a, a legitimate opponent other than Saturday. Or I, I know Georgia Tech a couple years ago was on a Monday night. That was a little weird. But mm-hmm. uh, at, at least it's Ball State. I, I mean – who cares? It's Ball State. That's kind of the way I look at it. Don't disrespect him. I, Swain, I kid you not. I, I, for, I could not remember that Tennessee was playing Akron week three until I, I forced myself to look at the schedule like last week. I, I, I knew Ball State was the opener Thursday night. I knew Pittsburgh was week two the day before my birthday, and I knew Florida came to town at the end of the month, and, and then Tennessee goes to LSU to start October. And I just knew that a cupcake was sandwiched in between uh, Pittsburgh and Florida. But all summer, I have not been able to know who that team was or, or remember who that team was. And that was on purpose because I, I could literally care less about Akron football. Literally could care less. Ben. I think of Akron football, I think of LeBron James. Well, I do too. But Ben, what 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 your birthday got to do with the schedule? Why are you trying to slide in a reminder to people that it's your birthday so you can get good presents? You ain't slick, man. You ain't slick. <laughs> I don't want presents. I'm I'm old. I just want to eat good food and have me a nice cup of Jack, and I and I'm good. You ain't slick, man. Y'all did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch Ben? Two days before my two days, you know, day before my birthday. You know the Pittsburgh games. You know the day before my birthday. I hate you. <laughs> he trying to, to remind everybody so he can get a present. All right, Ben, no, go ahead and give people your Venmo and your cash up, no, all right, no, so, no, so you can no, get your little no. money for your birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the age where I don't want people to know it's my birthday because that means I'm getting older and older. I'm you just said it. I'm going to be 27 this year. And it Stop. Like I'm going to be 47. You're in some people who are 57 right now and 47, and you just reminded people when your birthday was. You ain't slick. You ain't slick, Ben. Uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. you know, day before my birthday. All right, let's get to the phones. 
right, who we got? Shame. Good evening. Oh, you want to talk about being ashamed? How about do you even remember your birthday last week when you called in? Uh, I did not call in. If you remember correctly, you no, that was your brother. They seven days ago. Your brother called in. But look, the world, the world. Do y'all see how McKee is trying? He tried me and got it wrong out the gate. No, I didn't Hello, get it wrong. See, evening. you you calling me out for getting it wrong when you're forgetting that you called in the Josh and Swain when I was co-hosting earlier that day. You know, wait, C Mac was probably I high. Called in. I, wait, wait. Crickets. I called Crickets. in the day after. I called in the day after. So once again, you got it wrong. You want to keep trying, you know? Well, it also shows where you, where you are on my list of uh, people I care about that I don't remember what day your birthday was. Stay it's off good. the good. weed. I'm kidding, C Mac. I hope the, you're having a great definitely day. Definitely the ones how, how that you tonight? chew and the ones that you uh, you drank. Stay off of those. <laughs> Stay away from those, kids. See, Matt, what are you doing? Yes, How are you? I'm well, Matthew. How are you? I'm well. I am very well. I came to D-Red Revis with a conversation about your birthday whenever the hell it is. Hey, what you getting banned <laughs> for his birthday? Because, you know, he, he clearly wants to know. That's the way he reminded I us. I got it. I got him one of these. got him a good hand clap. Hey, did you know? Good did job. you know the pit game was the day before Pia's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and drop that right now. What? What? No, I ain't gonna be like that because you might do. You might try, try me again, and I'm not gonna ask about the numerical. But I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't miss the uh, key uh, try and attempt. Y'all stay away from my number. I'll be. We gonna stay away from my number. Um, McKee. Baseball season, man. I had a chance last week to go catch uh, a Rockies game and go to the Cardinals. And of course, with me and my luck, I couldn't go to the to the game that was actually on uh, the 11th. So I went a couple of days early to start of the series. And of course, with my luck, they ain't starting nobody except uh, you know Goldie and Nolan. Uh, but Pujols, he didn't he didn't uh, play. And uh, Yachty didn't play, but I did get a chance to, to see him. Uh, see him kind of you know, there at, uh, you know, on the ball field, and that was pretty cool. See, man, then, you know, see, man, old, where yeah. is your energy? <laughs> where the sun is? Oh my gosh! I'm I'm trying. Are you I'm trying to figure out what what kind of dog that was in the background? What are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> See that? Where's your energy, what? dude? <laughs> are, look, are look, you alive look, right now? Look, you look, like pause, half dead? Huh? Pause, pause. Let me go ahead. Let, let, let me. For months, since April, I have been hearing all y'all complain about how much has changed my 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 morning routine. But not now. One of y'all has considered how much this has messed up my entire day routine. All right. Well, at least you got some energy. Blame Swain. Well, Hashtag blame Swain. Well, I'm glad you got some energy, I finally. I, I know. I have energy. It's just it's starting to get toward the end of my day where I'm winding down as opposed to you thinking that's first thing in the morning. 725. Yeah. Leave, leave, leave that coffee alone because we all know if you're drinking coffee this late, you, you're doing it for bodily function. Yeah. I'm regular. Leave. I don't need to do all that. Whatever, whatever. Ain't nobody oh else drinking black gosh. coffee. Or seven, seven. Do you have a, a sports-related question to ask? I know, see, Mac. Yeah, I actually do. Um, Thank you. Thirteen minutes ooh. into the call, what you got? Yeah. It's only been four. Whatever. <laughs> what you got, see, Mac? Wake up! All Wake right, up, uh, man! I, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, uh, defense, bodies, 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 bodies. And do we have enough uh, bodies to get to a UAB game? Uh, to stretch out some legs, you know, to, to get some good people to work. You know, uh, yeah, you might have forgotten that game, that sandwich in between, but that is a, a fair mile marker in the season, right? We'll what sure what that game? At that point, uh, the one that Ben forgot about. Aren't, didn't he say something about UAB? Oh, Lord. Akron. Oh, my gosh. Akron, definitely. My bad. This my bad. We play UT Martin. Oh UTM. Hey, look, I ain't be looking at the schedule neither, okay? To Ben's point, oh, I'll be looking yeah. at the schedule neither. Can somebody wake C-Mac look, up? <laughs> look, C-Mac's awake. Look, C-Mac, I, I look at the schedule and I see UT Martin. 
on the schedule, and I, I start rubbing my before, hands before you together. Get out of here, you know who the head, wait, wait, you know who the head coach is at UT Martin, C-Mac? No. Jason Simpson. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Jason Simpson has a son that plays college football. Mm-hmm. You know what school he went to? Mm-hmm. Alabama. Okay, your point and all this. Oh, I remember. Josh I remember. I remember, how, I remember how they handled recruiting. Josh Heigl's about to. Mm-hmm. Let me know when that kid the hits the portal. You hear me? Let me know when that kid hits the portal. It's gonna happen. We'll let you know. We'll wake you up when he when he's in there. All right. <laughs> Do that. All right, yeah. C Mac. Oh jeez. C Mac. Can't be calling in. Low energy, man. You gotta turn it up. Yeah, turn it up, man. We are, what, 14 days, 13 days to kickoff. 14. No, nah, they over. It's 928. It may be 14 <laughs> well, to well, C-Mac. You know, well, C-Mac logic, on, that yes, pa- on that Pacific time. It's it's almost Friday over here, man. It's Friday over here. The day's over over here. 13 days, man. 13 days. My goodness. My goodness. Well, Tennessee scored more than 60 against Ball State from 44 ball. Uh, well, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Y'all know my philosophy. If you're going to pay another team, get your money's worth. Don't be beating the team 32 to, to 7. Mm-mm. Get your money's worth. 60 points. Hang it on them. Hang it on them. Nobody care about their feelings. They're getting, about to get a new weight room. That'd be all right. They might get a new film room, courtesy of Tennessee. They, they got to they gotta earn it. Drop 60. And we got to get other guys in there. So, no, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm go high 50s. What about you, Ben? High 50s for what? I'm sorry. The amount of points that Tennessee is going to score in Ball State game. Uh, well, what are you doing? Planning your birthday party? <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out why Kari's not playing, and then they just showed him on the sideline with his wrist in a brace, so that uh, threw me off there. Um, hey, he needs to go back to well, the Titans, I, man. Bears, bad luck. Apparently, <laughs> I, I'd like to say fifty, but I got my hopes up for them scoring fifty on whatever team they played to start the year last year, and. They came out and barely got the 35. But, no, I, I think this year is going to be much different. Obviously, Hendon did not start that game uh, last year. Um, the, there were opportunities left on the field in that opener last year, I, I think, because it was the first game uh, for the players under a new coaching staff. It was the first game for uh, for the coaching staff at a new place. Uh, and you won't have to, to deal with all that. <laughs> all the players except for the newcomers – and all the coaches, they, they know what it's like to to go through the vol walk and, and run through the tee and, and all that. So, obviously, there will be pregame or first-game jitters, but uh, I, I don't think it'll be as sloppy as it was last year. There, there will be sloppiness at times because it's the first game of the season. Uh, there always is with every single team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't I don't think it'll be as sloppy as it was last year, and, and there will be missed opportunities like there were last year. So, I, I think they'll score fifty for sure. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going fifty high fifties. I, I just think Hendon, Hendon looks really, really good right now. Um, I think offensively, I feel like you need to. You, you got to build confidence with receivers outside of Cedric Tillman, and you can't be doing it just giving the ball just to Tillman. You got you got you got to feed some of the other guys around Tillman to make sure their confidence, I think, is high going into the pit game. So you got to throw it, man. You got to throw it. And Joe Milton's not a normal backup, so you're gonna throw Joe Milton out there and just you know run the ball like he like he's some third string dude. Nah, man. He Joe looks good, and he needs legitimate game reps. He does. We, we he talked do. about this last week. He he looks much better. But he still has to go prove it in the in an actual game against somebody else. Yep. So we got we got to we got to we got to play. We paying money. We are paying money. 
to Ball State for them to come down here and us play them in, in a football game. Like, I don't got time for no 32-14 to 14 game. I ain't got time for that. We got we to gotta, we gotta put the points on the board that represent the type of team that we have against the type of team that they have. <clears throat> we can't be pumping the brakes and doing all that stuff. I think the best way to do it, if you want to pump the brakes, take out the talented players. Put in less talented players. But you still be aggressive. That's – you can't turn off and on – Aggressiveness. You can't. You can't tell them, whoa, boy, against Ball State, and then go, sick him, sick him in Pittsburgh. No, man, it's sick him all the time. Yes, and emphasis on Pittsburgh because that, that week two game is going to be a, a slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that is a game that uh, I, I truly believe is going to be tougher than, than people realize. I, I think Pittsburgh is, is going to have a really good team. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh media uh, is, is really talking Pittsburgh up, and, and I, I don't think that's because they simply cover Pittsburgh because I, I think it tends to be the, the opposite, uh, that, that people that cover the team on a day-to-day basis are, are, are so used to talking about the, the weaknesses and the holes of a team that, that maybe they can be caught off guard by, by how good they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, th- there are Pittsburgh media members that have been covering that team for, for years that flat out say, like, 10 and two is the expectation. And for a, a team like Pittsburgh to have those expectations, I think personally is very telling. So um, the, the receivers, the, the new guys that need to go prove it in the game, the offensive line, defensive line for Tennessee, they're, they're going to be facing some tough matchups. They, they really are. And, and not saying that uh, the new Acrisure stadium there uh, in Pittsburgh is, is going to have the atmosphere of, uh, Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge or, or Brian Denny. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it is still a road game. So um, that, that's going to be a – to me, it's a toss-up as of today, quite frankly. I think Pitt's going to have a, a really good season. So uh, to emphasize your point, in the opener, you, you can't you can't sleepwalk through it. You, you've got to – you've really got to have a sense of urgency at every single level of every single unit because week two is, is really going to be a big test. And to a certain extent – I think we'll see how it ends up playing out, but I think, Swain, that it could end up kind of being a swing game for the season. It sounds weird to say that because it's only the second game of the year, but I think when we reflect on the season at the end of the year, it could be the difference between 7-5 and five or 9-3. and three. I mean, I really think that it's that much of an important game. I agree with you. I think, I think it's, it's going to be a big one for sure. Um, what's been big today is, Tennessee letting y'all know that the smoky gray OGs are coming back. Don't get crazy now. I know how uniform talk can just 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 take over a show. We can just take over your time. And everyone can bring out those takes. So we will take a another timeout, come back, wrap everything up for, for tonight, and then finish off with your take, our take on the latest from Tennessee football dropping the OG grays this this year. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We are live, so give us a call. We'll get you in. We've got the text box flowing and going this evening. Use the Swain Event app where you can simply text the show at any part during the show, and we'll read your comment. We'll read your question. Try to do the best job that we can to answer that question. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. 
Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Smooth and relaxing right there. Just smooth and relaxing. No other way to describe the bumper this evening. What and how would you describe being the original smoky gray uniform that will be worn this season, Ben? Your reaction? I love them. I, love them. I, I, I really, really do. I, I think it is a great look. Uh, my my only opinion, hot take, uh, and, and I've voiced this on the show for years, don't wear them against Bama, Georgia, Florida. I, I, I think that in those games, you should always wear orange. I, I think against Alabama, the orange britches should be worn both home and away. Uh, and uh, against Alabama and Georgia, I think you should wear orange. And uh, against the teams like South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, the, those are the the games that the alternate uniforms are for. I'm sure that's not how it'll play out. Uh, they'll they'll break out the the smoky grays, which I really do love. It's just. I, I love the orange jerseys more. That that is Tennessee. That that is one of the reasons I grew up loving Tennessee. The the checkerboards and the orange and the white. Like you should wear the orange and the white, your school colors, in the biggest game. So uh, that that's my only hot take uh, about the jerseys. But I I love the initiative um, that the athletic department uh, and Danny White and his cabinet, so to speak. I, I I love what they're doing both with the the men's teams on campus and the women's teams on campus as well. Uh, I don't think we mentioned this last Thursday night, but uh, the the Lady Vol teams are, are going to have a really sweet Summit blue jerseys this season. Uh, the the basketball jerseys have not been revealed yet, but I'm sure they'll look awesome. Uh, the soccer uniform that they came out with looked really, really neat. So did the volleyball one. I'm sure softball and uh, the Lady Vols hoops will as well. And then I love what they're doing. Uh, with, with the Smoky Grays as well. They're, they're going to wear uh, them this year at some point. And then a little bit of a twist in, in the coming years with different variations uh, of an alternate uniform, which I, I think uh, could could prove to be really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad they're coming back. You know, sometimes we swing the pendulum too far to the other side. Like, way too far. Way too far. Like one day you could be walking on an old country dirt road and like, you know what? That's a farm right there. Let me, let me go inside that fence and see what that cow talking about. And the cow doesn't want you to see what he's talking about. He may attack you. Overreacting would be saying, you know what? I had a bad experience with cows. I'm not eating steak anymore. I'm not eating burgers. I'm done with beef. Like, come on, man. You don't have to swing the pendulum way on the other side and overreact here. Like, Butch Jones was, he didn't do, he didn't do a great job at the end. We understand the drama that, that, that 
that unfolded. We get it. But not everything that he did was terrible. Like Smokey Graves was clean. We don't have to just get rid of those just because they was doing his time. You get rid of him. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Here's your buyout. You can go. But the Smokey Grays stay with us. They're sweet. They're nice. I like them a lot. So I'm glad that we're using them. I um, look forward to seeing what other combinations we use and how we get creative with integrating some of the old traditions into our future looks. You see what's going on with the stadium. That's a prime example with you got some seating changes. You got a new Jumbotron. You got the light show that went on last year. The letters. But you also got the letters, which is, you know, honoring the past. So you got a little mix, man, of you're moving forward with the future, but you're also trying to honor the past, too. So looking yeah, forward to seeing how creative we are moving forward with some of the uniforms and how you're able to honor honor some of the past with some of the alternate uniforms. Yeah, and, and I even like a, a, a new twist of Tennessee in an alternate uniform. And what I mean by that is, the the helmet of the smoky gray uniforms I, I know there were endless jokes made uh about the the smoky mountains being on the helmet and butch going up into the mountains with nike and finding the right color smoky gray i, I know we joked on it for for many many shows but it i think it, it is really really cool how they incorporated the smoky mountains on the helmet behind the power t i, oh, I personally sure. really really like it I, I think it's a really nice touch so e- even adding some some new Tennessee looks uh, and things we care about here in East Tennessee to the uniforms, I, I think could be really neat as well. And I'm sure that they will do that uh, in the other alternate jerseys that, that they'll come up with. So there's a new TV deal in college football. It is CBS deal with the big 10. It's going to include, you know, NBC and Fox. It's worth, a billion dollars per season, seven billion dollars over seven years is what I what I saw, and I clicked on the CBS College Football on CBS video today, and I thought it was the SEC getting ready to play. The theme music is the SEC CBS theme music, but apparently that's going to be used when the Big Ten matchups are going to be played and i'm sorry ben that's just that's just a little weird for me that's a little weird yeah i hate it i i absolutely hate it <laughs> i i hate that that song will not be associated with the sec well technically it, it'll still be associated i don't i don't care that it's going to be on big 10 football games people will still think of the sec when they hear that just because it's been drilled into our heads for, for so long, 100%. I, I will still think of the sec and, and I will resent the intro to big 10 football games because of it. I, that, that is as silly as it sounds that that sec on CBS theme song was one of the sounds of my childhood and why one of the many reasons I fell in love with college football and sec football and Tennessee football knowing that every year Tennessee and Florida are, are going to link up on Saturdays and, and that, that theme song lets you know that, okay, it's time for Tennessee and Florida to square off. I, I vividly remember the 2004 game that you played in against Florida and hey man, hearing that, that and, and being ready to go. So I, I resent it. Good for the Big Ten. I, I still don't understand why somebody is paying – $1.4 billion or, or whatever the final number was, but essentially $1 billion for Big Ten football makes zero sense to me. And, and on, on the flip side of that, how did the SEC only get, you may know the number off the top of your head, Swain, but get as little money compared to that $1 billion as it did in its new ESPN deal? That makes zero sense to me. Absolute zero sense to me. I, I I watch all college football. I'll stay up till one, two, three in the morning watching Hawaii play because I love college football that much, and we only get it twelve weeks 
12, 13, 14 weeks a year, but that much money for Big Ten football games, oh, I, that that doesn't make sense to me. But aside from that, I, I just resent the mess out of the fact that that theme song will be associated with Big Ten football now and, instead of SEC football. Yeah, it's no different than Kyler Murray getting almost the same amount of money as Aaron Rodgers with the contract. It's because his deal was finalized the latest. <laughs> that's That's why. Because uh, the SEC and ESPN, they struck up a 10-year deal two years ago. So once the SEC gets the new deal and maybe it gets revised once Oklahoma and Texas jumps in officially, like, we're going to be up there too. Yes, and, and I, I do like your reference that, that you made with Kyler Murray and and Aaron Rodgers, but I, I even think that this is so much more than that. Th- this is like Aaron Rodgers getting twenty million a, a year guaranteed, and then Kyler Murray coming <laughs> two years later and getting seventy million a year guaranteed. <laughs> this isn't like a, a. I mean, you see it all the time where uh, a receiver. Or I think it just happened with Derwin James. I didn't look at the exact numbers, but Minka Fitzpatrick was the highest paid safety in the league. Now it's Derwin James. Yep. And if you were to look at contracts next to each other, I bet Derwin James barely makes more than Minka just so that he can say he's the highest paid safety in the league. That's not what this is. This is this is highway robbery. I mean, this is the difference between what the NFL is making and, and what – a college or a league is making. I mean, this is a humongous gap. And I just, for the life of me, do not understand it. Absolutely do not understand it. And and I think it's more a a reflection of CBS and I guess it's Fox and NBC going in on it as well. Those three companies making the decision to to give them this much, which I, I never thought in a million years that somebody would pay that much money for, for Big Ten football and Big Ten basketball. That, that's baffling. A lot of bread, yeah, man. Uh, it kicks in 2024, and this is when SEC teams are, are going to get big chunks of yes. that $300 million per year pie, uh, piece of the pie. It's about to get ridiculous. Yes. Well, what's going to be funny is, like, this is, to me, this is like the Big Ten getting $1 billion for their TV rights is like, Rudy Gobert going to the Timberwolves for the the most absurd trade package ever. Like Rudy Gobert does not, you should not receive like six first round picks in the entire Timberwolves roster for Rudy freaking Gobert. He's a really good NBA player. Don't get it wrong, but that's a haul that Kevin Durant or LeBron James uh, sh- should. Uh, demand uh, in, in terms of returning. And that's why KD hasn't got traded yet because nobody knows what he's worth because of the ridiculous trade that Rudy Gobert was was involved in. So if, if the Big Ten is getting $1 billion, then what in the world is the SEC going to get when it's time to, to, to stir up a, a new TV contract for them? Because, uh, again, if, if the Big Ten is worth a billion, then what's the SEC worth? And, and this is going to be an SEC with Texas and Oklahoma and who knows who else. Big money, seven year, seven billion. We're talking a billion per year. Woo! A bill per year. Fox, CBS, and NBC. Ooh, man! Oh boy! Okay, and maybe, maybe revenue sharing with. The athletes is, is part of the future plan. Maybe that's part of it because that's been kicked around too. So, um, college football is changing. All I know is when the football games are played, NIL, TV deals, I don't give a damn about none of that stuff. All I care about is watching the games, seeing great plays, Seeing the the crowds, seeing players play for one another, and it'll be no different than it is any other college football season. 
You about, can say that again. I, I'm tired of talking about transfer portal, man, and NIL, yes, and conference realignment. I and and, and you especially know how I am. I all I want to do, I just want to talk ball. I want to talk ball and watch ball. And college football has become so much of, about everything off the field, and, and and I get it. And part of it is we're in this business and we have to pay attention to it more so than just a common fan but i i just we i it just feels like we barely soon. talked x's and o's soon. this off season soon man soon 13 days until tennessee it'll be game day but we get college football sooner than that i mean it's next Van- saturday vanderbilt in hawaii but it's still football who vanderbilt in hawaii but it's still football i'll be, I'll be watching it. it yep you already know you already know Thank y'all for making the show part of the evening on a beautiful Thursday. We are approaching football season. For those listening on the podcast, appreciate you. We will be back next week as we get closer and closer and closer to college football. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a fantastic and fabulous evening. And if you're listening on podcast, hope you have the rest of your day to look forward to. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace. And much love, we are out.